You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Oh, we're back. I know. We've been gone for a good three minutes. We went live three minutes ago. We're back right now, ladies and gentlemen. We got some fast lane stuff to do tonight. Uh, For some reason, it's the only uh, oxymoron of a pay-per-view that WWE has. Uh, It officially means that it's taking forever to get to WrestleMania. So here's a fast lane pay-per-view. We're going to make our pro wrestling scorecard picks for that. AEW may have had the best women's match it's ever had between Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Thunder Rosa. We're going to talk about that. Plus, BD Arch Madness, baby. Our top 64 world champions of different companies from WWE to NWA to Impact to Ring of Honor, New Japan, all of that. We're going to discuss a few of these people on our list this week on... Professional wrestler and professional podcaster, Colt Boom Boom Cabana. My name is Killer Cross. This is The Smoke Show, Scarlett Bordeaux. What's up, guys? The After Machine, Brian Cage. This is Ryan from Pro Wrestling Tees. Sadly, you are not listening to The Art of Wrestling, but you made a decent choice because you're listening. You are now listening to... And you're listening... And you're listening to... You listen to Breaking Down the Ring. 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 Bring it down. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening, you are watching, you are paying attention to the most inappropriate pro wrestling show in the motherfucking world. You're listening to Breaking Down the Ring. We are your ring crew. The champion, Smitty. The unmuted Koenig 19. And me, the almighty one, Mikey himself. Uh, Lots to get into today. Not really. We're going to do a quick show for everybody. It's been a long week. Uh, for two out of the three of us here, uh, two of us work in one of the more popular of Irish bars, and it was the official return of St. Patrick's Day after two years to the Metro Detroit area. And my God, a 20-hour shift kicks you in the dick when you haven't done it in over a year. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about this thunder rosa dr Britt baker dmd match we are doing our bd arch madness top 64 champions put into brackets maybe we'll get some upsets maybe we won't remember you have to be following us us on our social medias instagram facebook twitter we're going to be putting out polls who you think is a better champion you're going to make the vote on these ladies and gentlemen and then when you vote they advance so we pick the top 64 you 
pick the champions. You pick the winners. You are the one who decides all of this. Granted, we'll have a vote. Obviously, we can vote on our own polls. But overall, it's not decided by us five or the three that are here right now. So let's first talk about uh, AW's uh, non-sanctioned lights out match between Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Thunder Rosa. Ladies and gentlemen, after we came off of AEW Revolution, we had a lot of shit to give AEW women's uh, wrestlers, right? Uh, we said we did say that the tag match on the pre-show was better than the women's championship match between Sheeta and Ryu. And we were all over the Meltzer ratings last week on how the fact how in the fuck he could even give that women's championship match a three and a half stars. And then they come out with this match lights out non-sanctioned. Obviously this match is going to get bloody because that's what AEW does. AEW takes the blood into it, brings old school feel back. Um, And yeah, Thunder Rosa busted up first shortly after Dr. Britt Baker was busted open. Um, I have a few qualms with this match, but it's um, not so. It's just nitpicky shit, man. You know, I would not say this is a five star match. I would say this is more of a three, seven, five, four star match. It's way better than that AEW Women's Championship match at Revolution. So I don't know how Melter's going to score this. He'll probably give it four and a half stars. Oh, uh, four, three quarters. Did he already give it that? Yep. No fucking way. Four and three quarters. Fuck off, Melzner. This, this, this is not a four and three quarters match. There was a lot of telegraph moves. The only real moves were all violent moves, right? Like there was the, the superplex onto the chairs. There was uh, the powerbomb into the, into the thumbtacks. But where was any real wrestling with it, right? And again, I'm just – I'm nitpicking, right? It's, it's definitely a fucking – holy shit type of hardcore match, right? But it that's all it was. There wasn't any real storytelling in it. Uh, Britt, for, you know, as good as I think she has gotten, you know, you could you knew what Thunder Rosa was going to do by the way Britt was acting. Like, Britt wasn't uh, into the mode of uh, reacting right when she needs to. She was in the mood mode of it's being telegraphed. I knew when that chair was going to her face, I knew um, that she was taking the ladder rather than being able to slide out of the way because she made sure she slid her hands up so you could see it, you know? Uh, And again, this is all nitpicky little shit because this match was great. I'm not saying it wasn't good. Right. Uh, I'm not, I also don't agree. It was four and three quarter stars according on the Meltzer 80 million star scale. Um, Nick, you watched this match. You saw how it happened. How did you feel about it? And, uh, what do you think about that four and three quarter star rating? Uh, that's, that's pretty high. Um, I saw everybody's reaction online to it before I watched it. And so, you know, already my expectations were, okay, you know, this is going to be amazing. And it was awesome. But I don't think it was worth four and three quarter stars. I'd agree with you, Mikey. Somewhere around four, three, seven, five. Maybe if I'm in a different mood, four and a quarter. Um, 
but it, it was a lot of fun to watch. This was the first time I had really seen two women get into a violent match of that caliber, like as, as the links that they went to with the thumbtacks and, you know, the ladder to the face and, and the chair shots. And so it was, it was good to see. And I think they did a really good job at it. But like you said, a lot of it was, you know, you could tell it was telegraphed and not, I don't want to use the word predictable, but you know, it just, you knew it was coming but it didn't take away from the match. Like it's not necessarily like it was a terrible thing to, to have that, but it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I enjoyed the ending when Thunder Rosa, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. She did. It's called a tiger driver. Is that what the, the move was through the table? On Britt uh, Baker? Yes. Yeah, something like that. And uh, that was pretty brutal. I think that move went off really well. Um, and a good finish, yeah. something that should make somebody not kick out after a three count. Yeah, yeah. So I, you went through. I really enjoyed it. Smitty, your thoughts? I really enjoyed the match. I ended up watching it twice, trying to be nitpicky. But I, I just still enjoyed it. Like Nick said, it's not often on American television you see women go through that, do that type of match. Um. So... It was for me. It was kind of refreshing to see this type of match done on the uh, on the American programming. Uh, what do you think about that four and three quarter stars? I wouldn't give it to four and three. What would you give it? Because I do, I, I do agree with you about how some like some stuff was way too mm-hmm. telegraphed, and that was me going through it the second time. If I didn't watch it the second time, I probably would have somewhat agreed. That second view probably knocked it down to a four four four. Four, two, five, at best. Um, I there was again. I'm not. We critique everything. We critique everything harshly. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be non-biased fans. I'm not. I will give just as much critique to a match I love in WWE as much as I give or NWA or Impact as much as I'm critiquing this one. But again. That is impact. I mean, uh, NWA reviews today. You just remember again the impact stuff. I mean, the 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 AW stuff. We're supposed to be critical of, right? Because we just we're not fanboys of anything. Um, the one move I did when I watched it, I was like, "Wow, that was a horrible move." Uh, was when she hit the uh, Death Valley Driver off the ropes on and dropping Britt onto the ladder. But yeah. then they should. But then they showed the replay, and I realized that it wasn't a horrible move. Rosa just landed a little wrong and almost tweaked the fuck out of her knee. So she was just like probably falling to protect herself as much as, uh, as do the move. And I was like, I can't be mad at that. You, it's you, you know, we're probably thinking higher. You came a little bit lower and you just said, Oh shit. Right. That's, that's a small little botch that I'd rather you protect your knee and be able to wrestle next week. than hit the perfect fucking death Valley driver off of the ropes onto the ladder. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, Hats off to the both of those women. Thunder, I, I was very surprised Thunder Rosa was the one that won. Uh, because, again, like you said, Nick, I heard all of the praise about this match prior to watching it. I didn't watch it till this morning. So when I watched it, it just seemed like Britt was the one that went over, right? She's the one with the shirts and shit on uh, AW Shop. It makes it look like she came out victorious as shit. And then I watched it. I was like, oh, Thunder Rosa won, which – Awesome, right? I love Thunder Rosa. We've been we've sung her praises since we were all covering NWA so much back in the day. 
But yeah, I was shocked that she was the one that won the match. Um, do you think this helps lead her into maybe uh, fighting Sheeta, Smitty? Yeah, because I believe like lots of the storytelling and the character building in the women's division has mostly been around um, Britt Baker. And I feel like she's the perfect person to take that title off of Sheeta because she's probably the most developed character in that women's division. All right. Walt, did you get a chance to watch this match? Uh, no, I haven't watched it yet. Um, and honestly, like, I'm a little worried to watch it because I've heard... I don't really but the you you know it's people can talk a lot and I've seen a lot of praise nothing but praise for it so now it's kind of like you know when somebody tells you like oh this show or this movie is so great it's so great it's so great and then you go with high expectations you seem like and then you're, you're just disappointed because you're like well that was good but right meh you know so like, I'm, I'm a little worried to watch it but I I am going to make a point to sit, sit down and check it out because it, it, it should just for it being something different that you don't see in, that you don't see in other companies with, with women going, going, uh, going that real hardcore route. Right. Yeah. Uh, again, I say uh, it's not the greatest women's match I've ever seen. I don't know why it's garnering that kind of praise. Like a lot of people are talking, Oh my God, match of the fucking year. And I'm just like, no, yeah. Good. I can see why, but I, I can see why some people like like I said, um, this is something you're not you unless you're like a hardcore wrestling fan. But that does you don't not see the, mean you don't that, see that. But that doesn't mean it makes it the match of the year. Just because you haven't seen it doesn't make it match of the year. You haven't seen my dick. It doesn't mean it's the best dick of the year. <laughs> I'm just <Wow>. saying. It's <laughs> a great comparison, <laughs> right? <laughs> And depending on when you see it, it could be bloody as well. Just saying. <laughs> oh, man. Had to go there. Had to go there. But that's what I'm saying. It's just because you, you don't see have to. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Because if I didn't, would you have respected me? I, I disagree. I disagree with that. <laughs> you have blood coming out of there. You might have something, bro. No, no, just on the team. No, that's not what he was talking yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are hockey fans. Some people are hockey fans. <laughs> Look, I got the reference. I'll, Some I said, people's favorite team is Red Wings. being a smart ass. <laughs> but again, that's that's all I'm saying, man. Just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it's a match of the year candidate. This was a good match. I would not say match of the year candidate. Matt, I, I, dude, I can't even, like, where, where, what, I was, fucking... what I was getting at was some people have not seen this, this type of match before. Just because, like, I get this new, but it's also something, it's new. It's something fresh for a lot of fans. Well, even Bully Ray and, and, uh, and Dave LeGrec on, on their podcast, I don't remember which one it was, which one of them said it, but they were like, this is the best match AW has ever had on Dynamite. Better than Omega and Moxley. Better than I mean, there was a weren't triple, the Bucks uh, weren't the Bucks and Hangman Page and Kenny Omega on on Dynamite as well. The, they were on Dynamite. You had that yeah. trios match towards the earlier uh, this year where you had uh, Butcher and the Blade um, with Kenny Omega against Moxley and Penta and Ray Phoenix. I mean, I think that was a better match. I, that's a fucking bold statement to say that that's the best match Dynamite's ever had. Right. Like the only way you can say that uh, and be 100% factual is after the first match on Dynamite, 
before anything else happens again. Like, oh, that was the best match ever on Dynamite. Can't argue it. No one can argue it because it's the only match that was ever on Dynamite. After that, it's all subjective. And this is not the best match on Dynamite ever. Sorry, I don't care what subject you're taking in school. This was not the greatest match on Dynamite. I will say it's the greatest ever Lights Out match on Dynamite. It was the first Lights Out match on Dynamite. There you go, baby. There you go. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Greatest Lights Out match on Dynamite because it's the only. My kid's the best kid kid ever of mine. Why? She's the only. (laughs) Simple as that. (laughs) No arguing. (laughs) That's it. That's the only way you can say that. Um. I will say that I'm looking forward to what they're doing because again, after all of the shit we gave them about their women's championship match at revolution, this is a complete fucking 180. I appreciate it. I love the fact that they went with it, that they did something different that even, you know, like Smitty's been saying has not been seen on American television in a very long time, right? We can't say it's never, but it's definitely been a very long time and both women pulled it off. Very well, very, very well, very well. And I can't wait to see what they do uh, in the coming uh, weeks with these guys. And hopefully Thunder Rosa gets a goddamn title shot because she was watching. Rosa was winning. It's the only thing that makes sense to do. Um, up next, kids, let's talk champions. <coughs> you all right there, Smitty? You dying? Yeah. You're not dying, are you? Uh, a little at a time. Okay, COVID cool. check. Um, we said it ourselves, folks. We're doing BD Arch Madness. Top 64 picked by us five. We are going to then get it, put it together, and have a top 64 overall. The top number four, one through four, are going to be number one seeds. Five through eight, number two seeds, so on and so forth, until the bottom four are your 16 seeds. We're going to combine them together and put this out on our Twitter, our Instagram, and our Facebook. And you, our listeners, our watchers, our lovely people, are going to make the picks on these and decide who is what. That's all we want to know. We want you guys to pick our number one champion of all time. Uh Let's talk a little bit about it. First off, I sent out 205 different champions to you boys. You boys got to look at them. Um, Walt actually made a really good point yesterday. Walt, go ahead and talk about how you make your decisions for picks uh, when it comes to anything regarding the sports. Um, I, I don't count people I've never seen. Like, so for the, like, so, for, and, and for instance, we'll take my favorite sport, hockey. Everyone talks about how great Gordie Howe was. I don't doubt he was great, but I never saw him in person. So when I'm listing my, the greatest hockey players, in my opinion, he doesn't enter the conversation because I never saw him play. So I'm taking that same approach with wrestling. Like, you can, you can tell me how great, you know, Pedro Morales was as a champion. I never saw him. You know, I, I never watched him wrestle live you know yeah we can see highlights and everything but it's there's something about being in the moment when that person is is having their reign and is at the top of it is at the tippy top where it's it makes it more special as to if you're just looking at it you know from 
for, as, as a historical reference. Like, I, I don't, so I, I just, so guys like that, there is one exception I made. I did make one exception to that, and that's because of the impact that person had, still has, on the wrestling world. So I'm not going to say who that is yet until we're, I, I uh, reveal my bracket. So are you saying that you don't even have Pedro Morales in your top 64? Okay. Like, and that's, that's, I understand like the, I can't put them at a certain level, but I do agree that um, 100% with the emotion of watching somebody takes a lot more precedence than understanding the history of something, especially when you use a reference like hockey, because hockey is your favorite sport. Right. And it's the same thing for us. Uh, For me, like a lot of people uh, in the baseball world, I'm a huge baseball fan. Everyone talks about how great Ty Cobb was. And I'm like, okay, cool. Everyone, I know Babe Ruth was great, right? I am I going to say that Babe Ruth is the greatest baseball player of all time? Probably not. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot more that I've seen in person, and, but it does not change the fact that if I'm thinking of great baseball players, Babe Ruth shows up in it, right? He's there. If I'm doing a, a bracket of top baseball players, Babe Ruth is in my top 64, right? I'm not putting, I'm more likely not, not putting them in top number one, maybe not even the top 10 because agreed emotion, what the person brings to you plays a lot into this. <clears throat> but the reason that we're doing this, ladies and gentlemen, is because of the history. We want you guys to te- check out some of these people. There is the WWE network for a couple more days, right? Go watch that. And I say it for a couple more days because fuck the Peacock version, fuck the Peacock version. We'll go into season 24. Uh, go watch season 24 of the Royal Rumble on Peacock. That's not a joke. That's how it's listed. Seriously? By season. Yes. Dead fucking serious. If you go look at the Peacock version of the WWE Network and you go to Royal Rumble, season 24. What? Doesn't even make sense. We're going to get into Peacock next week when Jesus after it's Christ. been a week and you can watch it and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, the Peacock version of WWE Network sucks. <clears throat> but there is a history into here. There is a history into all of these people. Some people have a lot of title reigns, and it doesn't mean they did shit, right? We put out a poll on our Twitter and our Instagram and our Facebook about John Cena. John Cena has had 13 title reigns of the WWE title. I'm not including the world cha- championship uh, that he's held. That's given him 16. Just 13 specific for the WWE title. Uh, the most ever. WWE title champions <clears throat> championships uh, 13 of them. And he held it for, a, I think it was a grand total of like 1400 days or something around there. Pedro Morales, as we just mentioned, had one WWE title reign and held it for a little over a thousand days. AJ styles has had two WWE championship title reigns, which is modern era. And he's already over 500 days for two. I made sure to use AJ Styles in this and not just Paige Morales because, yes, Paige Morales was also a different time. People held titles for a much longer period uh, to extend the because they went territory to territory. So people weren't really losing belts. They were in New York and they went down to fucking the South. You know, they held it this long and they probably didn't lose it until they were in New York again because it's WWF and that was WWF's Mecca. But AJ Styles is a modern day champion who has held the WWE championship twice since 2016 when he showed up for the Royal Rumble and he's already held it for about I I think it was like 
40, 40% of the time that Cena has com- total days that Cena has held. And I said, does this mean that it negates a little bit of what Cena's titles were? Because no matter the number, he's held it not really collectively long. And some people said no. Most people said no. But there were some people that said yes. And I'm one of those people that uh, thinks yes. Not by much, right? Because it still does not change the fact of what he did as a champion, what he brought to the uh, the eyes of the WWE. And he was a very polarizing figure. Let's go Cena. Cena sucks. Let's go Cena. Cena sucks, right? You can't wrestle. <laughs> but he can. Oh, no, that's when he did that U.S. title run. He proved that he could wrestle. Oh, yeah. So when you get into things like this, that's what makes picking a top 64 difficult because it's like Walt said, it a lot of your emotion is going into this, right? And I fully understand that. I'm I'm not going to shit on anybody's 64 picks, what they have at number one, who they have at uh, number 64. But there's it's up for debate, and that's the whole point of this is we want your debate. Speed. All right. Uh, Nick, talk to me about some of these guys on here that you uh, were forgot about maybe or surprised about, or you're like, wow, this person has to be in my top 64 uh, and Mm -hmm. then go, whoa, this is going to be rough finding a spot for them. If that happened. I haven't really found any that were rough putting in the top 64. Um, Some of them are a little surprising, but what you hinted at and mentioned and what Walt mentioned are the reason why coming up with this is going to be harder than, you know, the tournament committee selecting 64 teams to make the NCAA tournament. They don't give a fuck about, you know, oh, I'm a Tennessee guy. No, it's about statistics, period. Wins and losses, conference records, this, that, and the other. This, like you said, there's a lot of emotion that goes into it. So I may have Ric Flair as number one. Smitty may have Bret Hart as number one. Not to say that we do, but um, <clears throat> no, there wasn't really a, a ton that I've had a hard time deciding yes, they're in or no, they're out. Um, I think at this point it's coming down to placement because that's where my emotions come into it. You know, do I put Stone Cold? one or two notches ahead of, you know, AJ Styles or vice versa, or, you know, um, the first ever WWF champion. Uh, I had him, buddy, uh, buddy, buddy, Rogers. <clears throat> buddy Rogers, you know, I think that he is deserving to be in the top 64, <clears throat> um, not ranked very high because from what I saw, he didn't hold the title that long not like a a Bob Backlund or anything like that but you know I think he's deserving to be mentioned Um, but then you got you got guys like Bob Backlund who me personally you know we saw him in the early 90s still wrestling full-time I couldn't fucking stand him Uh, but it's not to say that he wasn't a good wrestler and he held the title for over five years you know from in the 70s to 80s so um, I think that that certainly gives him, in my book, a top 20 spot. Mm-hmm. And you can you can look at it like you said, well, Bob Backlund wrestled in this time and John Cena wrestled in this time. But AJ Styles is a perfect example because, like you said, he's held the title 
over 500 days on two runs. So it's not like they're not going in that direction where guys are holding the title for extended periods, periods of time. Right. It just, it's just not as, as often, you know what I mean? Cause they're not going territory to territory. So, you know, I think that argument that these guys were wrestling in different times as compared to these other guys, I don't think you can make that argument with what we're doing here now because of, like you said, the guys like AJ styles, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually been kind of fun. I was a little intimidated at first because you gave us over 200 people to, you know, throw in there. But once you start going, then you, you know, you start making these picks and <clears throat> I haven't quite gotten all 64 yet. So it might get Same. a little harder, but we'll Same. see. Uh, I will say, I know you were, you're mentioning about the picking and everything, and I'll, I'll give a little uh, insight into the last time we did this. Um, last time we did this, we did it is just pick pick your number one spots. Who would you put at a number one? Where would you put them in a bracket? Uh, this time I decided it was just easier to put the full 64, figure it all out and divide it. Um, all the four people that, uh, put in their, uh, picks, all of them had Ric Flair as a number one spot. All of us had Hulk Hogan in a number one spot. No one had Roman Reigns in a spot, Right. Think about that. That was a couple years ago. Are you still having no spot for Roman Reigns even after what he's done at this current run? Does he belong in a top 64 maybe? You know, after with with the amount of uh belts that he's held and how strong of a champion that he is now and think and uh the things that he has brought back to this, right? Does he still fall to zero to no spot at all or is he in the sixties? Is he in the fifties? Something like that. You know, it's, it's real uh, rough to try and figure out where people fall, especially after a couple years, you know, is everyone putting Hogan in the number one spot? I don't know, but things like that change. Finn Balor was, you know, in the 64 spot somewhere around there. Uh, he like barely made it in, you know, does he still hold that barely spot now that he's been NXT champion a second time and is on a massive run, right? There's just so many different things to, to think about here and how much all of it changes. Smitty, uh, talk a little bit about your list. Where I, where's the rough patches that you're having or are some just so fucking easy? Like you're like, I can't fucking wait to put this here. Well, uh, some stuff I, uh, I did put, like a little spoiler, I did put some of the NXT UK, all three of the NXT UK champions there because all their runs. I said, well, I put the inaugural because one because he was the inaugural, and some of the matches he had, and his run was wasn't too bad. And the other yeah. two, just because their runs are, were, are well, the current one and the one before are fucking amazing. Who yeah. was the inaugural uh, UK Tyler champion? Bate. Tyler Bate. Mm-hmm. But then also some of it like. So my list came down to inaugural champions, longest reigning champions. Uh, there is some, there is some objectivity, objectivity within the list as well. But um, I got sixty four now. Is the problem for me now? Was organizing them into um, one through sixty four. Yeah, yeah, understandable. I get it. Um, is there someone on there that you're surprised you put in there, or is there or every one of them? Uh, you were like, yeah, I kind of expected all these people to be in my top 64. Oh, uh, one. That was one or two of them. I, uh, was do you want to spoil one of them? Yeah, one was low key. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because low key is the inaugural in Ring of Honor champion. 
Okay. And he had a pretty decent run. Uh, who did you name one person that you thought would be on there that's not? I don't think I have Samoa Joe on here. And you thought he would be in your top 64 for sure? I like uh, I got to go look over this again, but um, I think I I think I had Samoa Joe on and I took him off because Samoa. I think I may have to put him back on because he had the longest Ring of Honor title run in the history of the company. You're still not even done, <laughs> bro. I'm not either, bro. I'm not either. I'm not knocking you for it. I'm not knocking. No, I'm listen, not literally, this is a list of sixty four, and I have like two honorable mentions on there. Nice. Uh, Z, when you were doing your, uh, when, as you're doing your list, cause I highly doubt you're done either. Uh, is there anyone that you're surprised in that you think is going to be in your top 64? And yeah. you're like, holy shit. And is there somebody that you were like, wow, I can't believe I can't put this person in my 64. Um, unfortunately I cannot answer any of these questions at this time. Uh, I haven't even looked at it. <laughs> it's supposed to be done tonight. I know eight, eight, eight o'clock's my cutoff. I told Walt I'd have it to you by eight o'clock tonight, but I haven't even fucking looked at it. And we still have to go to brunch. I I understand. I'm <laughs> I'm one of, I'm one of those people that always put off my homework and did it in like the last hour. Okay, I'll get it done. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, well then, let me ask you this. Walt said uh, before you signed on that uh, the way he's doing it and, and something that he's always done in sports is it's like, if this person I've never watched them, I can't really throw them in an upper echelon of something, even though they may be the greatest. And he used the analogy of Gordie Howe, Gordie Howe, Mr. Hockey talked about being one of the greatest hockey players of all time, but Walt can't say that because he's never seen Gordie Howe. He's not knocking what he, the legacy that he's given to the sport, but if he had to put a top 10 together, Gordie Howe might not touch it. Uh, so we actually talked about this last night and I, I agree with him to an extent. Um, I, I feel the same way about it. Like, but at the same time, I've never seen Bruno San Martino wrestle, Mm -hmm. but the impact he had on the business, he deserves to be on the list. Like, you know, just from hearing the stories about him, like, okay, this dude deserves it. But as far as Pedro Morales holding it for a thousand days, uh, cool. But he was also held it during an era where they had one show a year. And if you've held the title for a thousand days, but only defended it twice, whereas somebody else held it for 500 days, but defended it 10 times. I feel like the guy who held it less days, but defended it more is the better champion. Just saying. I, I can't argue that. Um, let's see, actually. Um, Nick, we're going to come back to you for real quick. Um, in all of this, right. Everything that has gone on, is there someone that you have looked that you have looked at that you have said, fuck, there's just, I don't understand why people think that you're a great champion. Uh, off the top of your head, if not, then no, right? And that's what I'm saying. I just want something off the top of your head. Is there something that just popped out to you that was like, I don't know why anyone would put you in a top 64, even though you were revered so highly for some reason? You know, honestly, not really. Nothing that I've come across with just yet because, you know, 
just looking at the top 64 in order of overall title reigns, there's not, I mean, aside from guys that I've never seen wrestle before, there's nobody that I'd be like, oh, that doesn't make any fucking sense. You know, uh, mm-hmm. nothing that I can see. Okay. I might change my mind later. but Right. Who, who all knows? Because, again, we're not fully done with uh, even with our list and stuff like that. So it's going to be a fun one. Uh, Smitty, anything like that for you? Or do I, you just are you just in love with everyone? I like the people I put on here. There's some people it's like, uh, I feel like I put them on there for certain reasons that because like they they stick to my head more so than I like them. Understandable. I think like Jeff Jarrett's on my list. His reign of terror with the uh, with the NWA title when it was with when it was with, with TNA. Like it's memorable, not for all the right reasons, but yeah, it's memorable because we know he just handed himself the fucking belt. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I did, there are certain things I did not. I like. I took my objectivity away from certain things, from certain place people on the list. And I think the objectivity is going to be more toward when I rank it. All right, all right, all right. Uh, okay. Well, folks, pay attention to our social media starting tomorrow on our Twitter, our Instagram, and our Facebook at BDR Cast. You can follow us on all of it. You will then understand and see, and not understand. You will then see some of our uh, our picks. We will put it out a little bit on social media tonight, tomorrow. Uh, so you can understand our top 64s and then how we put it all together. Again, what we're doing, just so everyone understands full transparency, we take the number of each person, add it up, divide it by five. That number is obviously their average, and then they go in order like that. Uh, we'll figure out how, and then we're going to bracket them, put them together, and, and, and get that going. Um, I'm going to rank mine backwards, just throw the numbers off. <laughs> That makes sense. It's an easy thing to do. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, he's always been really sad about being the last, the last kid in class his whole life that he wants the Z to be the A. <laughs> it wasn't my whole life. It, you know, sometimes we went in reverse alphabetical order. <laughs> he, he was really mad. Larry Zabisco was never in his class. I did go to school with a Zimmerman. So it, it kind of worked out. <laughs> Not George, right? No. <laughs> Good. Good. Excellent. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk fast lane. Fast lane is tonight's pay-per-view. It's definitely in the slow lane for WrestleMania because my God, why the fuck are we doing this? But we're doing this because WWE likes money. WWE has a pay-per-view every month. They can't just do the one. They have two brands. They need to have two pay-per-views in between to make a separation. Wait, what? No, the brand split is gone. Oh, okay. That's cool. All right. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm at work, so I'm out. Have fun. I'll see you in about an hour. Later. <laughs> All right. I, I didn't even I didn't even know Walt was there. I have the four of you on my screen, and you never asked him a question during that whole little since I've been here. He was he was he was gone. He, he was, was driving. He, he, I don't think he I don't think he logged off. He didn't log off. Yeah, we got all the background noise. Oh, he's gone. He right. <laughs> and he's gone. <clears throat> Fast lane is tonight. We got a few matches on here. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon is no longer on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I was going to ask about that. Is that uh, 
a scorecard thing, or did they remove it from the card completely? Just disappeared off of WWE.com. Oh, so it's like Chris Benoit. Got it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Which is not what you say when you type in Chris Benoit on the WWE search bar. I don't know. He might be on Peacock. <laughs> season 24 of the Royal Rumble season. <laughs> it, it's Crispin with a K. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so fast lane tonight, uh, some matches that you really want to see on WrestleMania as well. So I have a feeling that there's a lot of wonkiness that might happen here. Um, and of course, you know, the old Mikey, good old Mikey D ending is definitely happening on at least one of these matches. I on every know. match, every match. A lot. I, I looked at this, I, I'm halfway through my scorecard, and I've looked at every single one of these matches, and it's like, this is the only card where literally anybody can go over because we already have our WrestleMania matches set. So, like, if Drew loses to Sheamus, he doesn't lose his opportunity at WrestleMania. Right. Um, it may turn into a triple threat match, <laughs> but he wouldn't, you know what I mean? So right. it's like, one of those things, like, do you want him looking strong going in? Does Sheamus go over? Does Brock come back and interfere? Because it is an ODQ match. Right. I don't know, man. Um, we'll get into that match as well. But, yeah, like I said, there's this this whole card. You're just like, what? I want some of this to continue on. Big E and Apollo Crews. I want Apollo Crews to win. He's not going to win tonight. I think he's going to say Mania, but we'll get into that. Let's talk <laughs> Nakamura and Rollins, because I know everyone has an opinion of life. So we'll talk Nakamura and Rollins. Seth Rollins. Uh, Seth, hashtag, let me wear every suit you find at uh, Siemens Warehouse, Sherman's Warehouse, downtown Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, Siemens. That suit on Friday was pretty dope, though. The fucking blue spatter suit. That was pretty cool. I like that. I told Mikey at work, like, yeah, he's just like a Bond villain every week. Yeah, whatever. It works. I mean, I I haven't really seen a suit I don't like. I mean, granted, I don't think I could pull it off, but he he does it pretty well. I mean, anytime you rock a suit jacket with no shirt on under it, you got to be ripped, and therefore you got to look good. And so Seth Rollins, like, his kid is alive right now, right? Like, out looking at shit, (laughs) and, and he's like, this is what I came back to work to wear. And his daughter's like, huh. Because you should have. It was twenty twenty one. Should have been. He's a baby. <laughs> uh, Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, a, a, a slow build, kind of. That because Seth was playing against uh, Cesaro so much to where now he's got to be facing uh, the Shinsuka of a Nakamura. Um, Buddy Murphy's back in the back in uh, the uh, mix. Because apparently, according to social media, uh, the Mysterios just used him, and his Ray's daughter hasn't talked to him since, and he's heartbroken. So, you know, whatever. Uh, Smitty is the champ, so I'll start here. Then we'll go Nick. Then we'll go Z. Uh, I have Seth Rollins by pinfall. No, this match will not be over 15 minutes. Five near falls. I think that's a little high, actually, now that I'm saying it. I'm going to switch that to four near falls. Nick? Um, I just got to say before I give you my picks, I'm going through right now, and it says complete by all of my selections, but most of the winners are not there currently. 
that I picked earlier. Uh, did you and make your picks before they switched something? No, even like was something about was it about the women's yeah. tag match so they, that uh, was edited? There's even like side, uh, like first to hit kick finisher, like that's not there. Huh. So I'm pretty sure I remember though. Um, I know, like I picked Seth Rollins on this one. Pin. Uh, no, the match will not go over 15 minutes. I went with seven near falls. So. Really. All right. Z. Uh, uh, I Nick, picked you... Seth to win, but I really went back and forth with this. Uh, by pinfall, yes, the match will be over 15 minutes, and there'll be five near falls. All right. Uh, Nick, this is Mitty, before you go, Nick, remember, you did screenshot everything and put it in the chat. Yep, I'm going there right now. Okay. So did Walt. You want to read his off? Oh, yeah. I'll read Walt off, I guess. He can have picks, whatever. Uh, He has Seth by pin. Yes, the match will be over 15 minutes, four near falls. Smitty. Yeah, Seth Rollins winning by pinfall. No to 15 minutes and um, four near falls. I think Nakamura's a roadblock to get to Rollins versus Cesaro at Mania. All right. Uh, I can agree with that. Easy enough. Uh, next match, intergender match. Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. As we know that this is building towards the Fiend versus Randy to Randy Orton at WrestleMania. So WWE having an intergender match on a pay-per-view is uh, causing a lot of speculation. You know, a lot of people are talking. Nick, talk about how you feel this match is going to go. Oh, wait, let me give uh, Waltz first. He has Alexa Bliss, 12-minute match time. Randy Orton's going to hit the first finisher. The Fiend, yes. Uh, Does the Fiend appear? Yes. And uh, the RKO attempts at two and a half, he has under. Nick? Um, As far as you want me to talk about how, what I feel about the match first? Yeah, yep, yep. And then Um, your picks. I was a little surprised because I watched Raw and then, you know, I saw Alexa Bliss's little promo, like, you know, stop me and whatever. And, and, you know, Randy Orton had his promo later on and, I, I, <laughs> I didn't really think that they would do it. And honestly, I didn't even know that they were having an intergender match until I filled out my card last night. So, um, we watch raw a lot. I'm, I'm okay with it. I I'm interested to see what they're going to do because from what I can recall, I don't really ever remember, uh, a match with this kind of serious tone and, and caliber to it between a, a man and a woman wrestler. Um, so it's going to be interesting to, to see what they do for sure. I'm, I'm a little intrigued to say the least. So. All right. Well, give me your picks, brother. I have Alexa bliss winning. <clears throat> okay. Um, nine minute match time. Alexa will be the first to hit her finisher. The Fiend will not appear, um, and over two and a half RKO attempts. All right. Uh, Z. Uh, I have Alexa Bliss winning. Match time is seven minutes. Randy Orton hits the first finisher. Fiend does appear, and RKO attempts under 2.5. So I'm fighting with myself on this one. We shouldn't do that. That's like Jim Carrey and Liar Liar. <laughs> I'm kicking my ass. <laughs> that is blue. Or say, or me, myself, and Irene. 
Um, the reason I'm fighting with myself is only on one thing, the match time. I don't think there's going to be a match, but I don't know if they're going to ring the bell and everything's going to go and eventually it'll just stop or if they don't even ring the bell at all because I have no one winning this match. I have <laughs> no one hitting a first finisher. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to say, both yes, the fiend that. appears under two and a half RKO attempts, but I don't know if they're actually going to ring this fucking bell. And that's the thing. Cause Randy Orton's been coughing up goo, right? He's a goo. Right. <laughs> um, I see. I have, I have to disagree because I think Randy's for sure hitting an RKO and Alexa's just going to get right the fuck back up. See, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, man, I would love to say yes to that. Uh, because or, I, I, I mean, the only one who's been able to fucking hit anyone, a woman is Randy Orton. Didn't he already hit Alexa Bliss with it? Correct. No. Did he? Uh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, he hit her with it, uh, fuck, a month ago, two months ago. Yeah. So, um, but also, I think you could fall in the lines of he hits Alexa with the RKO, the lights go out, when they come back on, it's the feed and not Alexa. Which would mean that he no, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. That's okay. So but he still I'm, hits the first finisher. <laughs> okay, I'm. I you're right. That could happen. So, but I'm still having no one just in case. Worst case scenario, it's a three point miss. Uh, I'm sweet. Okay, no one for the winner. Four minutes for the match time. No one for hitting the first finisher. Yes, the fiend appears and under for the RKO attempts at two and a half. Smitty. I also have no one winning. Match time of 10 minutes. Randy Orton hits the... You just know you're behind me and you're just trying to keep up. That's what it is. <laughs> like, The Fiend does appear. Randy Orton does his deferred finisher. I actually went with the over RKO attempts. Yeah? Yeah. Reason I went under? No, I'm not going to tell you. Fuck you. Go ahead. Keep it over. Give me them three points, bitch. Up next... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is the no holds barred match? Uh, Zeus versus Thunderlips. Wait, what? No, sorry. This is Drew McIntyre versus fucking Sheamus. Uh, <laughs> time for a Raw match part five, I guess. Uh, you've seen these guys go at it over and over and over again. Drew has gotten the win over and over and over again. Is it Sheamus's time finally? Z, give us your picks. Um, I have Drew McIntyre winning by pinfall. Uh, seventeen minute match time. Three unique weapons used. I have a quick question about that though. Yeah, go for um, it. Unique meaning outside of like a table, a chair, or a kendo stick, or no. just types of weapons used in general. Just types of weapons used in general. So a chair is uh, considered one. Like I'm saying, like they use two different chairs. It's still they only used one chair. The chair. Well, right, no, that that I understand. I was yeah. just it's the the term unique um, kind of throws me off every time I see it. So I figured I'd ask because it's like DJ well, normally the, normally you use a chair or a table or the stair. You know what I mean? Like yeah. unique to me would be like Kenny Omega and John Moxley and their. Uh, plywood fucking barbed wire shit that no it's specific like it's uh everything so instead of if you use 10 chairs one it's it's considered one uh okay yeah so that i'm sticking with three on the unique weapon types um 
Sheamus will be the first to hit a kick finisher, and uh, a wrestler better fucking bleed. <laughs> uh, Walt's picks are no one to win this match. Fall type, other. Match time at 14 minutes, four unique weapon types. Sheamus will be the first to hit a kick finisher, and no, a wrestler will not bleed. I have Drew McIntyre winning by pinfall. 13-minute match time, six unique weapon types. Sheamus will hit the first kick finisher, and yes, a wrestler will bleed. Uh, Nick? I have Drew McIntyre by pinfall. Mm. I'm going I'm going long, 22-minute match time. Um, five, five unique weapon types. Sheamus to be the first to hit the kick. And yes, to blood. Smitty. I have Drew Galloway and McIntyre <clears throat> winning by pinfall. Uh, 13-minute match time, three unique weapon types. Sheamus to hit the first kick finisher, no to a wrestler bleeding. All right, all right. Up next... Sexual Predator, United States Champion, Matt, don't call me Matt Riddle, uh, is taking on Mustafa, don't bring in any fucking outside wrestlers that are old as shit, Ali, uh, for the United States Championship. <laughs> that, was, that was bad. I was sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, Riddle defending his ill-begotten belt against Ali. reason I say ill-begotten belt is because only, I'm pretty sure Keith Lee is dying of COVID. Or just has COVID. Uh, don't want to fucking spoil that one. Although he has come out on Twitter saying he can't wait to talk about it. So hopefully it's nothing major, right? Let's give our well wishes to Keith Lee. It's more than likely I'm thinking it's just fucking COVID. Uh, otherwise, I think Keith Lee would be United States champion right now. But Riddle has it. Riddle's defending against Mustafa Ali. Uh, here are Walt's picks. He has Mustafa Ali by pin, five aerial moves, first score near fall, Mustafa Ali, and yes to outside interference. I have Mustafa Ali winning this by pinfall, nine aerial moves. Ali will be the first to score a near fall, and yes to outside interference. Nick, is there anything about this match that you give a shit about? Nope. Okay, continue. What's your picks? <laughs> Uh, I've got Muf- Mufasa, Mufasa Ali winning. <laughs> Mufasa, 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 Mufasa. Say it again. Say it again. Mufasa. <laughs> Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. <laughs> uh, no, guys, that's a different storyline going on right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, what do you say? <laughs> that's a whole different storyline. I said that that's a, that's a different storyline going on right now. Like no. Ro, Ro, Roman is Scar and Jey Uso is the hyena. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I thought he was going to something else. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was like, going to Apollo Cruz as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that one on the next match. <laughs> Me too. Because his his whole coming to America fucking gimmick. It really. Yeah, that's what I think is more Friday. coming to America than it is. I agree. All right, go ahead, Nick, with your picks. I'm sorry. Move us <laughs> Uh, Mufasa by pinfall, six aerial moves. Mufasa will be the first to fall. And you said yes to outside interference? Yep. All right. Z. Um, I do not have Mustafa Ali winning. I have Matt Riddle winning by pinfall with eight aerial moves. Mustafa 
Ali will be the first uh, uh, near fall, and yes, there will be outside interference. All right. I think you're. I think you're going to see retribution turn on him tonight, guys. Yeah. That's what. That's what they've been building towards. He goes back and calls them all idiots every fucking time. So one of these times they're going to cost him a victory. Well, they've been costing him victories by accident lately. Yeah, but then I, <laughs> it's going to be on purpose. <laughs> I, mean, I, think if, I think if he wins, it brings that group together more. And I, I feel like throwing gives him credibility. That, yeah, like I feel like throwing away that group, no matter how fucking shit you've shit fucked it. Uh, since it came, you could finally do something with it if you're trying to keep a faction going. But you're right; you're very could, could be right. Z, uh, they could just say, "All right, fuck it, we're done with this," and throw it away tonight. Very possible, very possible. But I, I think I'm just, I just want Riddle to, you know, uh, be forced to lose something like he forces women to have sex with him while people are sleeping in a car. Go ahead, Z, Smitty. Yeah, I think Riddle's going to force himself to pin oh. uh, <laughs> Mustafa. <laughs> <laughs> six six aerial moves. Ali's the first, uh, first to score a near fall. Yes, outside interference. And they're going to do the same thing they did on Raw for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I'd like to change my fall type. Riddle wins by blowjob. Um, she said no to a blowjob. He said, well, then fuck me. Wow. <laughs> I'm fall type other. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Just kidding. I'm Fair enough. With pinfall. <laughs> oh, okay. Up next. Big E versus Apollo Cruz for the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> yeah. uh, I got so many questions. Go like, for it, Z. We'll start with you. Uh, go for it. Okay, cool. Um, is he really Nigerian? Because he does a really good Nigerian accent. Like He is really from Nigeria. Okay. That makes a lot of fucking <clears throat> sense. But... So mind you, I haven't really been – Friday Night SmackDown, uh, I think it's one of the better shows on TV, but the past couple of weeks, I've been missing it due to being busy on a Friday night. Um, so last night or Friday night when they did their little interview and he it, – it, it caught my attention. Like I wasn't even really paying attention. And then Apollo started talking, but it wasn't Apollo's – American accent, it was Apollo's Nigerian accent, and it was really fucking good. And then I looked up and he's wearing like uh African necklace and all that. And I was like, I, I even said it in the group, I was like, when did uh Apollo Cruz become African? And I didn't mean it like you know, skin color or anything like that. I just like when did he like change gimmicks and go full blown? <laughs> About a month ago now. So is it? It wasn't about. I see. I so he's been using yeah. that accent for a while. Then for about like to, three weeks, you know, give or take. I want to throw out real quick though. Like Z goes, when did Apollo Cruz become African? And Walt, not missing a beat, goes at conception. That's a good response. I mean, I I knew. I kind of knew that was the answer I was going to get. Um. <laughs> But that's not what I meant. Like when did right. when did he change his gimmick? Was where where I was going with it. I mean, anyway, he, he is now he is now the descendant of Nigerian warriors. I right. Um, He's running with the lions. And- but it's it's fitting because when they tried to make him a heel before 
but they kept him with like all the same basis that he had as a you know uber baby face it didn't really work so switch it up like honestly with the nigerian accent he seemed like more of a badass so. this whole gimmick is a great change for him and it needs a payoff you can't fuck this up i just don't think this payoff is coming tonight i think this payoff is extent gets extended into something else into WrestleMania. These boys, they, they need a fucking Mania match, man. Big E and Apollo Crews. Shut up, Smitty. B- Big E and Apollo Crews. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I saw your face, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> he was called a dancer singing cool and fucking trick at the boys. No, I didn't. <laughs> these men, yeah, make it better. And I said it. <laughs> um, these dudes, these whatever, need a fucking Mania match. They need to be highlighted. They need to be uh, given a spot. They need to be on one of these two nights in a major, they don't, maybe a kickoff. I'll give them a kickoff because I think E and Apollo can go. I think E and Apollo would set a great tone for one of those fucking nights. It just needs to move on to then. So, Smitty, what are your thoughts on it? I agree. Like the, I, the whole Apollo gimmick, I'm looking at it cross-eyed. I'm like, there needs to be, I agree with you, Mike, there needs to be a payoff. But even if Apollo does win the title here at Fastlane, you can still, like, Biggie chasing Apollo to get that belt back. It still builds a good story to Mania. But I don't think – I think they need to pay it off now because at that point you just gave a gimmick change to Apollo to give him – put him into – like I said earlier, you got to put him into the stereotype. There needs to be a payoff. Yeah, but, like, not tonight. Not Fastlane. I feel like I feel like it's a bigger smack in the face to give him the belt tonight, because Fastlane is a bullshit pay per view. Give him a. How many times you? Uh, no, that's what I'm saying. This fucking gimmick, what he's doing right now, deserves a moment to pay it off, and a WrestleMania moment is what it deserves. Not I won the belt at Fastlane. Yeah, they gotta give Fastlane some type of credibility somehow. This may be the way they do no, it. No, they don't. No, they fucking don't. All right, let's make our picks. Nick. Um, before I, I, I want to just say, I, I am a fan of the Apollo gimmick with this. Okay. But what, and I'm all about, you know, suspending your disbelief. But what I can't get on board with, much like, you know, when Kofi Kingston transitioned his accent from a Jamaican accent to an American accent, I can't. Uh, I, the only way I can is if Apollo actually spoke in that tone in real life, which I don't know. Um, which I honestly, though, he might. Like that's yeah, that's he might. What that's where I was so confused. Like <clears throat> I was conflicted. Like okay, so is his American the accent or is it the Nigerian? That's the you know what I mean. Like probably just some Uha Nation interviews. But, you know, with my experience with Nigerians, they like to steal things. So, you know, he probably just <laughs> stole the accent. No, nobody. Gets it. No, nobody. Nobody. Bueller. I, I, I 100% do. I 100% do, sir. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, you know, I digress. I, I do really you. like. I like the gimmick and I do hope that it does pay off because I think Apollo can, like you said, he can go in the ring. He's really talented. So can Big E. Um, but let me ask uh, you it this. Just, Nick. It's, 
sorry for interrupting, but nope, you're good. Uh, you watch the Marvel movies, right? Mm-hmm. Toby Maguire. I mean, not Toby Maguire. Uh, Tom Holland. He's Spider Man. Okay. You buy his Brooklyn accent. Mm. Kind of American accent. His American accent. Because yeah. that's not how he talks. He's he from fuck. He's, he's yeah. He's from Britain. He is British as fuck. Benedict Cumberbatch, British as mm-hmm. fuck. Doctor Strange, you know. Um, uh, in Hugh Laurie's house. Yeah, Hugh Laurie's house in the Batman movies. Uh, Tom, not Tom. What the fuck is his name? Uh, played Bane. Tom Hardy. Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy. British as fuck. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about uh, David Kochak. No. Um, the, but these guys go into <laughs> roles as well, right? Christian Bale played Batman. British as fuck, right? Yeah. But these guys play other roles, and they use their real accent and their American accent. And when they're going into those roles, it that's what accent they use. So for yeah australian as fuck uh so for apollo cruz to be going into a different role using the nigerian accent i understand that it's you know we see these people all the time and it's technically the same name but it's a different role right so if it's a role that one is based on real life okay it's not like they're just throwing him into this gimmick and it's like, hey, this is what you are now. It's like, no, this is your life. Let's use your life into this because we've always said it. Some of the best gimmicks are you just turned up to 11, right? Mm-hmm. So I know it's an abrupt change, but with the reasoning that he gave, it's like he's like, I'm done playing into the American audience. I'm done playing into some, being something that I'm not, right? So it's like- This is how I talk. Right. This is how I always talk. So in taking it in that aspect, is that a little bit easier to think about? Especially when you have all of these other actors, when you're watching them, it, you know, the suspense of disbelief is, man, this dude can swing on a web and talk like an American. I, I, I will yeah. say this. I, uh, I, as, as, as I think everyone on the show knows, I, I did date a Liberian woman and her American, when she was around her friends, was flawless, but when she was around her family, she talked in a whole different fucking accent. So, I mean, it, it's very plausible that it, he, this is his, his normal way of speaking. I've also lived with a Nigerian a couple <laughs> years back. Cool. And when he was around his, when he was around his family, his uh, dialect uh, tone kind of changed as well. Yeah, and I get that because, like, my my dad's side is all Hispanic. But, like, if you talk to my dad, he sounds like I do. But then when we get around my family, it's nothing but Spanish. So I, I do get that. And it, it does make it a little easier when you think about it in depth like that. It's just, I think with the wrestling, it's such an abrupt, instant change that it kind of strikes me and, and it rubs me. I don't want to say the wrong way, but it's just, it's like, yeah, you know. But Yeah, I, but I it, it's totally- not like. It's not like Lana's Russian accent. It's, it's, actually, a, it's actually a good one. <laughs> so, and, it has, yeah. and it hasn't disappeared yet. Rusev! Uh, and it hasn't disappeared. All right, Nick, go ahead and make your picks, brother. <clears throat> um, I've got Big E going over uh, by pinfall. 
and there will be a fight before or after the match with five aerial moves and under nine and a half near falls. Walt has Big E by pinfall fight before or after the match. Yes, aerial moves three near falls at nine and a half. He has the under Z. Um, I have now I'm torn like a piece of paper. Well, I mean, you guys talked about the payoff possibly being at WrestleMania, so now I'm kind of on the DQ or the double count out um, page. Yeah, that's what I'm fighting myself on. Right. Um, So I'm going to go with no one wins this match. Uh, Would a double count out be other or would it just be a count out? Just be a count out. Okay, so no one count out. Um, you know what? No one, no one, or no one. No other. One. There no. will be a fight before or after the match, which will make it not a match. So there will be zero aerial moves. Oh, all right. I see where you're and, going with this. And the and the under. All right. <clears throat> I, have big, I have big by <laughs> e disqualification. Uh, yes, there will be a fight before or after the match. Four for the aerial moves and under the nine and a half near falls. Uh, Smith Griddle, what you got? I got Apollo Crews winning by pinfall. Yes, there will fight before or after the match. Four aerial moves. Yeah, under for the nine and a half. All right. Up next, the Women's Tag Team Championship match. Uh, again, Banks and Belair versus Baszler and Jax. Uh, Z, go ahead with your picks on this. I, just, I don't give a fuck. Uh, I have, uh, big girl and forehead winning. Mm. Uh, Corbin and Naya, Naya, fuck you up. Yes. Yeah. That, that, that's yeah, right. Um, yeah. So I have Baszler and Naya Jax winning by pinfall. Shayna Baszler makes fall. Bianca takes the fall. Um, seven legal tags, uh, Interrupted pin attempts will be over 2.5. And yes, every teammate's going to fight. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Walt has Baszler and Jax by pinfall. Nia Jax making the fall on Sasha Banks. Eight legal tags uh, over uh, in two and a half pin attempts. And yes, teammates fight. I have Baszler and Jax by pinfall. Jax over Bianca Belair. I think you're finally going to see some uh, chink in her armor uh, to where it looks like she might ha- is beatable at WrestleMania, but still wins. Uh, interrupted pinateps, I have over the two and a half, uh, nine for the legal tags. I didn't say that number. I apologize. And yeah, the fucking let them bitches fight. Let them hoes fight. Uh, let them hoes fight. Uh, fight. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you're showing your picks, brother. Uh, Baszler and Jax by pinfall. Naya will make the fall. Sasha will take the fall. Seven legal tags over uh, two and a half interrupted pin attempts. And of course, these bitches gonna fight. <laughs> these bitches gonna fight. <laughs> uh, Pieces Smith, you're up. You're up. <laughs> Got Baszler and Jax winning by pinfall. Naya Jax pins Bianca Belair. Legal tags twelve. Over on interrupted pin attempts, and yeah, we're gonna see a Jerry Springer style brawl. <laughs> Let these hoes fight. Let these hoes well fight. fight. Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, Jerry. 
Steve, 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 Steve <laughs> will go. <laughs> <laughs> finally, for the matches, not the card, finally for the matches, the Universal Championship is on the line as the Blue Universal title holder, Roman Reigns, defends against the green one himself, Daniel Bryan. It's weird. It's the colors of my wedding. Uh, the lead up to this got weird, right? Like it went from edge one to edges facing Roman to maybe Daniel Bryan's involved now. Maybe there'll be a triple threat. Maybe Daniel Bryan will take the fall. So neither edge nor Roman has to take the fall and and all Daniel does is put people over, but it's also to a point where maybe you'll see something like Roman take the fall at mania. And then you have edge versus Daniel Bryan in that fucking Iron Man match that he wanted. Like there's so many fucking ways that this can go because of outside conversations, inside conversations. And again, anything involving Roman reigns is just some of the best storytelling that WWE has done in years. Right. There's also the rumor that Daniel Bryan may be going to the hall of fame because of uh, error on the network. Mm-hmm. This whole this is Daniel Bryan thing. Wait, what? There's a whole rumor that deep that Bryan may be going into the Hall of Fame for class of 2021. Why? There was an error. There was an error on the network, so they uh, can bury Mar- so they can bury Molly Holly even more. Yeah, it's, <laughs> when you look up Daniel Bryan and you see like you'll see like Total Bellas and all these other little you know shows regarding Daniel Bryan. It says 2021 Hall of Fame inductee. Oh. I also don't think Eric Bischoff buries Molly Holly, by the way. I I agree with that, but if the payoff here is The Undertaker or Daniel Bryan, everybody's buried. I 100% agree with that. All right, so I'm kicking uh, – Walt's kicking this one off. We're going to have Walt kick this one off, folks. Walt has Baszler and Jax. Just kidding. You won. Uh, <laughs> He has Roman Reigns by submission, 14-minute match time. Most near falls, Roman Reigns. Edge attacks competitor? Yes. Aerial moves under four and a half. Uh, this is another one, man, that I, just, I have no fucking clue how it's going to go. And I just really think that it's going to pull Daniel Bryan into the fucking match. So I'm going to have no one winning this match. Wow. I can't believe I'm going to say that. This, this is my make or break to if I win or if Smitty wins. I'm going to tell you guys right is because I'm going with it off the top of my head. No one. Uh, Other match time, seven minutes. Most near falls, I'll give it to Roman. Edge attacks competitor, yes, that's why this goes into a no one. Uh, and just goes into an all-out brawl. Man, no, wait, no. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan by disqualification. Uh, Seven-minute match time. Aerial moves, I'll put over the four and a half. Nick? I've got Roman Reigns. I initially put pin. I think I'm going to change that to submission. Um, 13-minute match time. Daniel Bryan with the most near falls. Edge will attack a competitor and under four and a half aerial moves. Z. Wow. Um, very similar to what Nick has. Um, I do have a question, though. Yeah. Uh, off the top of anybody's head, has there ever been a triple threat Iron Man match? 
No. Okay. Ooh. See, I was not. I was not <laughs> okay with the triple threat match. But if the triple threat match ends up being a triple threat Iron Man match, that's a little more intriguing to me. Um, I still think Roman's going to win by submission. Uh, 17-minute match time with Daniel getting the most near falls. Edge will tag the competitor, and it'll be over four and a half area moves. Smitty. I've got the head of the table, head under the table, whatever you want to call them. Roman Reigns by submission. 14-minute match time. Most near falls, Daniel Bryan. Edge does attack a competitor and have an under on the aerial moves. That's actually a really good number for the uh, over-under on the aerial moves in this match. Yeah. Um, all right. Up next, the main card position. Finally, the main card position. Nick, go for it. Uh, United States Championship will open. Uh, match number three, Nakamura and Rollins. Number five will be the Intercontinental Championship. Main event, the Blue Universal. Z. Uh, Nakamura and Rollins to open. Uh, women's tag match number three. Uh, intergender match number five. And universal main event. All right. Walt has <clears throat> the intergender match to open. Uh, Nakamura and Rollins at number three. United States Championship at number five. Blue Universal title as the main event. Uh, Z, I'm kind of agreeing with you with the opening. Nakamura and Rollins It's a great way to kick off anything. Um, I have the United States championship at number three and the no holds barred match at number five. And the main event will be the blue universal championship. Smitty. Uh, oh, go ahead. Z. Well, I was just going to say, I struggled with number five between the DQ and the intergender match, because I think they're going to put drew and Sheamus as close to the main event as possible. Well, there's only seven matches. So five was right. close. Uh, well, like right. <clears throat> We're also going to get one of these shows that will get uh, delegated to the pre-show, probably. And I think that's going to be Nakamura Rollins. So I had the United States Championship opening up, the uh, women's tag match at number three, the <coughs> bar match at number five, and the Universal Championship at the main event. Rollins' first pay-per-view match back, you think they're going to put him on the pre-show? That's exactly what he thinks. Let him. Okay. Play. Actually, no. Nah, God damn it, change that. <laughs> Sorry, my pre-show. Like I'm only winning by 12 points. Six. I, I can't do math. You know what I was really confused about last no. pay-per-view? You know, it's Nakamura Rollins starts. Mm. Everything else stays the same. What were you confused about? Um, the fact that Everyone had a higher score than our collective score on the last one. Well, because it wasn't finished. You guys didn't get the picks in uh, before, so I could figure stuff out before I went to work. So oh, the, okay. That yeah, makes, the only that ones, makes more yeah, sense. The only ones that I had in there were the ones that were already figured out. Okay. Yeah, because I, I was like, I don't even know how that math fucking adds up. Like, how could everyone be higher than the collective fucking fucking? That makes more sense. Though. I scored, no, I scored third in that card overall. Cool. Uh, nobody, so, nobody cares. Right. <laughs> if you're not first, you're last. Bitch. Uh, go ahead and please uh, send your screenshots uh, right after this so I can figure that out. And then I'm going to brunch to eat because I'm hungry. Uh, ladies, starving. 
dude, fuck yes. And it's, it'll take you longer to go. So that's why I can leave in five and 20 minutes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Make sure you take it, take your ass to pro wrestling scorecards.com. Fill out one of these scorecards. Currently there's 99 people in it. <clears throat> Matter of fact, let's do a refresh. Let's see if we're still at 99. Survey says 111. I so, say mine says 70. <laughs> yeah, now refresh it. Mine no. said 111. <laughs> so make sure you go to prowrestlingscorecards.com. Fill out your own fast lane scorecard preview. Figure it out. Get it done. See if you're better than us in the ring crew. We got a, uh, our overall one that we're going to be putting in and making it pretty. And we're going to be knocking it out, ladies and gents. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for paying attention. We are your ring crew. Smitty. Z. Nick. Sonic 19. And me, the all Mikey one, Mikey himself. Thank you again. We are.